Week 14 of the Helipod has arrived. And before we get going, I want to tell you about our good friends at Vaco and Focus Search Partners. They build teams to grow companies. You can get exclusive access to an experienced team dedicated to helping you find accomplished C-level talent, versatile interim executives, or the next generation of leaders ready to scale your organization through each stage of your business's life cycle. With Focus Search Partners, you get the right leaders at the right time, which gives you a competitive advantage and speed to market. Visit focussearchpartners.com slash helipod to discover a retained executive search firm focused on big picture growth, not just individual placement and a partner who's with you all the way. And now that we've told you about Focus Search Partners, it is time Week 14 of the Helipod with MJD. We are across the country, LA and New York, getting started right now. All right, buddy. So you are in New York City doing good morning football all week. I know uh, we're not taping a video pod, but we can see each other on uh, video here. And you do, you look a little weathered. You don't look as surprised as you normally do. No, I just woke up, man. Listen, I had to take my little mid-afternoon nap. Otherwise, you know, I may not make it to work. So give me some good New York stories, man. You've been there a couple of days. We're taping this on Wednesday. It's cold. What's the the schedule been like? It's cold. I can tell you that (laughs) much. Um, Schedule's pretty cool. I'm going to go see Wicked here. Um, What's today? Wednesday the 8th? Or is it the 9th? It's the 8th. Going to go see Wicked tonight. And then really other than that, just go, just walk around. It's, it's, it's real festive here, a lot of lights. Um, weather's okay. It was sunny earlier, now it's really overcast, but it's cold. It's cold, man. It ain't like, it ain't, this ain't your normal cold. It's cold. So uh, trying to figure it out, but I'm good to go, man. So you're not going through for any runs through Central Park or anything? No, no I'm okay. I saw Home Alone. I'm okay. <laughs> so you're going to see wicked tonight i like it any uh any big dinner plans or what time are you going to bed when you have to get up that early probably try to go to bed like around eight okay. nine o'clock. so you're bad. gonna go see the show and then and then and then just come back and, and hit the hay pretty much yep pass out all right well i watched the segment this morning i don't get uh i don't get a chance to watch good morning football very often but you look good and you're in your hoodie. I mean, I guess, right. I guess you just, nobody dresses up anymore, huh? You're just going to wear this gray oh, hoodie. Dude, I'm, I'm about to, I got a t-shirt. Matter of fact, I got to go shopping too. Um, I got to find a t-shirt, but yeah, pretty much. That's what you're seeing. All right. Fair enough. For the cold. Um, <laughs> well, dude, when it's that cold, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, well, let's get into it, bro. We have three teams in the AFC who have the longest winning streaks in football right now, right? You have the Patriots with seven. You have Miami and Kansas City with five. And here's how strange things have been this year. Besides these three teams, there isn't another team in the AFC that's even won two in a row. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we talk, we talk about it as parity, right? Like, it's, this is what the NFL has wanted. Now, it, it sucks because there's, you know, you have teams that are like win, loss, win, loss, 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 win. You know what I mean? But right. at the end of the day, there's one team that you said there. Well, first, let me start this. The Miami Dolphins, they're surging right now. They're playing really good football. They're finding ways to win. They're a confident team. And, yeah, some people are going to say, who have they beaten? It doesn't matter. It's the NFL. You can't change your schedule. You just have to keep playing, right? They've done that. 
But I tell you what, the Kansas City Chiefs, a five-game winning streak is really under the radar for them. Like a lot of people are like, oh, the Chiefs are not playing so well. Patrick Mahomes and the offense is – you're right. They are struggling. But they're winning games with defense and special teams. And that's what's scary because if that offense figures it out, AFC, watch out. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. I, I totally agree, MJD. So the Chiefs back atop the AFC West having won five in a row. And offensively, you know, they're not making as many mistakes as they were, but they're still only scoring 23 points per game during that five-game winning streak. Their defense, which has been much maligned throughout the first month or so of the season, has come to life. Their defense giving up just 11 points per game over that win streak. And Sunday night, they gave up 400 total yards of offense to the Broncos, which is rare, but they still forced three turnovers. They had three fourth down stops. They had a pick six. And, oh, by the way, they held the Broncos to nine points. But for the most part, they've been holding every team during this winning streak under 300 total yards of offense defensively. They're the best third down D in the National Football League over the last month. And this was a D, this was a D that couldn't stop anybody the first month of the season. Dan, listen, things change. And this is what the Chiefs did. This is what people have to remember. When they won the Super Bowl, which was what, 2018 or 19? Uh, I think it was 19. Their offense was scoring like 30 points a game. Their defense was giving up like 29. And then around this time, they tightened it down. I mean, they locked it in. And all of a sudden, they became what we called, you know, a, a powerhouse in the AFC, like what we remember. Now the defense is doing it again, but the offense just isn't scoring many points. And I think the offense is going to click. The last time they played the Raiders, who they played this week, they went off. They scored 40 points. So you, you know it's there. It can happen, but it's just not happening as consistently. So uh, I'm excited to kind of see how they figured this thing out. But right now, to me, the scariest team in the AFC is the Chiefs right now. I I couldn't agree more. And you look at their scoring defense. They have a top 10 scoring defense right now, eighth in the NFL. And offensively, as bad as things have been, it's turnovers that are just crushing them, right? They're 31st in turnovers, but they're still first on third down. They're still third in total offense. Offensively, I think, I think they figure that out. And there's no question in my mind that, they are, once again, a viable Super Bowl contender, just one win behind the Patriots, who have the best record and are the number one seed in the AFC after that Monday Night Football win over the Bills. They also have the best point differential in the NFL. Point differential just means how much they've outscored their opponents by, which is plus 150. So yeah. when they win, and granted their schedule hasn't been the most difficult, but they win the games they're supposed to win, and they don't just win, they step on their necks. I mean, they they strangle them. They beat them to a pulp. That wasn't the case with the Bills. It was a it was. Str- strange no, weather game. No, 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 no. Stop, stop all that. What? They strangled the Bills. That was that was a Python-like strangle, what they did to the Bills. Because they just ran all over them and they only threw three times? Well, not only that, that's one of it. But then Sean McDermott goes up there and goes, let's not give Bill Belichick all the credit, you know. Their average, their average uh, starting position was a 23. Their 23 ours was R40. That's not good for you, right? <laughs> you were one for four or whatever it was in the red zone. That's not good for you. Like with an average starting of, at your 40-yard line, you don't score 40 points. Are you kidding me? And we talked about this last week. Like 
That's all Bill Belichick and what he was able to do. They they literally went in there and they they laughed. They didn't have to throw the ball at all. And I would have loved it if they had just never threw the ball the whole time. And they would just ran the ball and beat them the whole time. Because I mean, that's, all that's essentially what they did. They, they had 19 <laughs> passing yards. They threw the ball three times. Imagine if you don't throw it any time, Joe. You have zero passing yards. And you go into Buffalo and beat them. And this is the other thing. This is why Bill Belichick is so it's, it's so tough to beat him. There's a couple of years ago, the Patriots, not it was probably like a decade ago, the Patriots went to Buffalo and had to do the same thing. Very similar. It's like 40 mile an hour wins. I think both teams combined for like six rushing yards, all this type of nonsense, right? But he remembered that. Sean McDermott wasn't there then. He doesn't have that knowledge to be able to go back and say, oh, this is what they did the last time that they played. See, Bill went back and probably watched that tape and was like, okay, this is kind of what it looked like. Let's, 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 let's run these type of plays. Let's do this. This is where we know we can get them because of the wind. You know, we're going to take advantage of where you see Buffalo throwing the ball all around the yard and just not making it, not really playing to the weather. That's why Bill Belichick is the greatest. That's why the New England Pages are where they are right now, because once they figure out who they are, they stick to it. They don't, they don't veer from it. They are who they are. Well, I think part of the issue was, A, they were playing from behind, right? So they were trying to – they are playing catch-up a little bit. And the other part of the issue is that they just couldn't run the ball. I mean, Josh Allen was their leading rusher with 39 yards. Devin Singletary had 36. I mean, this Patriots defense is no joke. Imagine what the Bills would be like if they had uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, heck, if they had an Elijah Mitchell. like they, it's, it's not that. Man. They have guys that can run the ball. They just don't do it. And their offensive line, they, they just don't run the ball enough in practice to, to – you saw it defensively, right? Uh, I think it was uh, Jordan Poyer, Justin Poyer, and uh, Micah Hyde. One oh, of when the, they were asked the question about, yeah. uh, about giving up over 200 yards? Yeah, are you embarrassed? And he was like, oh, we're going to remember that. No, you should remember that, bro. Like, let's be honest. This team just came in here did nine on seven and punched you in the mouth. And beat you without throwing the ball. How does that make you feel? Well, here, here's here's the flip side of that would be the argument that, yeah, they ran the ball 46 times. They also had a 64-yard touchdown run. I know you can't – everybody says, if you take it off the board. If you take it off the board, you held them to under four yards per carry, which is not terrible. They did pop one. And that was the game changer because that that's, was in the first. That's half. all you have to do when you when you when you're in these type of conditions is pop one. I was calling the game uh, for the UK fans, and I said this because I played in games like this where teams are loading the box. There's ten guys in the box. They're trying to stop the run, and they misfit like they did, and you pop one. So all it takes is one time to do it, and so I was like, it's gonna happen because they can't play perfect the whole game. All they did is one time. And then every after that, they get 10 yards on a run. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. This is the thing. If you're Buffalo, this has been something that's been, like, bothering me for a long time, and it should have been bothering them. And that game, you should have been Wildcat. You have a running back at quarterback. Josh Allen's one of the better running quarterbacks. You could have just went Wildcat the whole time. You could have looked at Stephon Diggs and said, listen, as much as we paid you, we're going to need you as a decoy today. We're going to run the ball. We're going to do what the Patriots are doing to us. This may be the fastest game in the National Football League, okay? <laughs> but we're going to go down and we're going to dominate, guys. You turn the ball over inside in the red zone. You did a bunch of stuff that was uncharacteristic because you were trying to do things 
that the weather wasn't allowing you to do. It didn't allow you to do those things. Run the football, man. You got a quarterback back there that's led your team in rushing with rushing TDs. I'd be like, look, bro, we're gonna go, we're just gonna run the ball. Let's protect them. We're just gonna go wildcat, have an extra guy, and they're not gonna be ready for it. And they didn't do it, and that it cost them. Yeah, I think uh I think Josh only ran the ball six times. I mean, he he had that 20-yard run, but I don't know. I, I always think when it when in doubt, especially if you're trying to find a rhythm, especially if weather is an issue. Um, you run the ball more. You're right. They they threw the ball 30 times, 30 times in those conditions. And, and those conditions were 50 mile an hour gust of wind. It's brutal. Yeah. There's no way you just, I don't care how strong your arm is. I don't care how this is what we got him for. Okay, fine. But you lost. You lost a game that you were supposed to win at home. Yeah, they were they were favored in that game. And oh, by the way. The Bills have the Bucs coming up. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Let's talk about this other team that's streaking in the AFC. The Dolphins have won five in a row. Two is looking better. He's had four straight games with a passer rating of 100 or more. They're starting to use more RPO. They're starting to do what Tua did well at Alabama and putting that into the offensive game plan every week, and you're seeing it pay dividends with him. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Waddell, he has 26 catches for almost 300 yards in the last three games. He's on his way to a 100-catch rookie season. And, oh, by the way, he's tied with Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen with 86 catches. That's second most in the NFL behind Cooper Cup. He's having an unbelievable rookie year. And I feel like outside of fantasy football, nobody's talking about Jalen Waddle. Well, the thing is this, Jalen Waddle, because we thought coming in that he was going to be this deep threat. He was going to be this guy that was going to stretch the field. But what you, if you really watch Alabama, what he was doing, he caught a lot of short passes, too. He yep. caught slants. He caught hitches. A lot of yak. A lot of yak. So that's what they got him for, to help Tua. A lot of yak. Here we go. We'll get the ball out quickly. I just think right now, he the game's slowing down for him. The game's actually slowing down for Tua. And all this is working because their defense is playing crazy right now. Their defense... I mean, what they did to Lamar and on Thursday night to the Baltimore Ravens with that zero blitz package, well, we, we, we've seen that with New England. I mean, they've been aggressive. They played really well and, um, on Good Morning Football uh, today. Peter Schrager talked about two of their rookies they have, right? Well, all three of the rookies, their top three rookies are playing well. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, and Javon Holland. Those guys are they, – they're like the cornerstone of this team right now. You just talked about Waddle leading the team in receptions and – uh, second tied second in the National Football League with 86 receptions. Uh, Jalen Waddle or uh, Jalen Phillips has eight and a half sacks. And Javon Holland had like, I think he has like two or three picks uh, as one of their better players on the back end. So you got rookies when you draft well, you're able to turn things around a little bit and, and you're starting to see them kind of get on the group. Now they haven't played, I, I will say the Ravens is probably the only team that you say like, oh, they're good. But they're manhandling teams. They're not giving up a lot of points. I think the most points they've given up is like 10 or 11. Like they're, they're really going out there playing top-notch football. Yeah, they played well. And defensively, they're only allowing uh, about 14 points per game over their last three. And this was supposed to be a defensive-led team. And I think finally you're starting to see some cohesion. You talked about the younger players on that unit. Uh, they're just the fourth team in NFL history to go from one and seven to six and seven. Right. They get their bye 
coming up. Then they close with division home games against the Jets and the Patriots. And then it's uh, they also have New Orleans and Tennessee to round out the year. So they could go. They could win it. They could run the table. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and nine and eight could get them in, too. Right. If, if you lose one, I mean, they could run yeah. the table or they could go three and one and, and lose one. But it's been fascinating to watch this uh, this kind of up and down season. But right now, these three teams, the Patriots, Miami and Kansas City are the three teams that are really surging in the AFC. All right. Game picks coming up. Quick break now. Want to tell you about our good friends at Viore. These are clothes that are going to bring a new perspective to performance apparel. And my suggestion is you just check every box on your Christmas list and you fill it with Viore because I can't think of a single person who couldn't use a nice hoodie, some joggers. They're also making these great jackets now, getting you ready for wintertime. Viore is uh, next level stuff. MJD loves it. I love it. We wear it all the time. I got the Sherpa jacket for my wife and daughter. The guys have a little Sherpa too if you're living in a cold weather area. Highly recommended. You know how I feel about the core shorts with the built-in liner year-round. You can wear them to bed. You can wear them to yoga. You can wear them to hoop. You can wear them for everything. So check out Viore at V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod. We're going to give you 20% off for the holidays with that helipod code. Check them out. I think you're going to like it. Also, our friends at Greens Plus have been a leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse those green superfoods into a bar. They taste great, and it is the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get the nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. You can get it at Whole Foods or on Amazon, or if you're smart and you want to save 20%, you go to greensplus.com. We're going to give you free shipping, and you get 20% off with the promo code HELLY. That's just my last name, Heli, H-E-L-L-I-E. They have great, great protein powders. Both of my kids are taking them, get a little bit stronger for their high school and middle school sports, and uh, they taste good too. All right, it is time to the game picks with MJD. All right, MJD, uh, we're just going to run through a couple here. I'm going to give you some Oh, no, no, stop, stop. All right, you want to do them all. Go ahead and say the record. Uh, I know I, I won. I, I have to do a little tallying. We're we are running behind, so we have not tallied up last week's yet. Okay, don't be so disappointed. Don't be I'm so disappointed. disappointed. We picked everyone. We just went opposite with the Bills Patriots. Remember, that's the only one we went opposite with, and I know I won that one. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about this, and I'll go find the record while we're talking about it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So Steelers six and five. The Vikings five and seven. Vikings. Favored by a field goal in this one. Uh, Steelers escaped with a win last week against Baltimore. They didn't take their first lead until under two minutes to go in the game. They survived that two-point conversion attempt. We wanted to put a fork in them. They're not completely dead yet. The Vikings clearly never dead because every single game they play is seemingly a one-score game. What do you think? Who do you like? Uh, This is tough, man. Vikings dealing with a lot of injuries. Adam Thielen's out. Dalvin Cook will probably miss. and it seems like Pittsburgh is starting to get a little healthier defensively. Um, and then from, you know, my understanding is some research on good and boring football. It seems like Big Ben 
uh, plays well on Thursday nights, man. He, he's, a, he's a better player on Thursday night, even though he grunts and gripes about it. He, he goes out there and he plays lights out. So, who this is a tough one. This is one they both need. This is uh this is probably the best game of the week. I, I feel like uh, teams that need to get in, they're both um, sitting at the edge of the playoff uh, pitcher. So I'm gonna go Pittsburgh in this one. Ooh, that's so good. I'm going Minnesota 24-21 on their home turf. All right, I'm typing typing in your pick. Um, all right, Cowboys four point favorites over Washington, and the Cowboys are just. I can't quite figure them out. I know they've had a lot of issues with COVID 13 players and coaches combined over the last few weeks have missed some time. Mike McCarthy is back Thursday, which is tomorrow. We're taping this on Wednesday. So things are getting back to normal there. Cowboys started six and one. They look like a Super Bowl contender. They look fantastic. Then they lost three of four. They've won last week against new Orleans and they've beaten some teams. Now MJD, but the Cowboys when they're full strength and they're, they can, roll with the best of them. They beat the chargers. They beat the Patriots Vikings, you know, not a great team, but a solid team and Washington doing kind of what they do every few years. They make this late season push. They started two and six. They've won four in a row to get back to 500. I'm going to let you take this and then tell you what I think score wise, because I'm just jaded. Like I'm just waiting for the other. Well, it's your, it's your team. That's right. Why, that's why you're right. jaded. Right. See, I'm not, I'm, I have nothing involved with this. No skin in the game. I, Dallas is just more talented. I think Amari Cooper coming back, you saw what he was able to do when he came back, right? Even though he didn't play as much, they had to respect which opened up for CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. I, I think it's too much, too much firepower for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott and company. Even though Zeke isn't, he's banged up and, you know, all that, they just have too much going on right now. It's going to be tough for them to try to stop this offense. So I, I like the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, I do too, and I I really don't think it's going to be that close. I think we're I think we're looking at uh, like a thirty twenty one game here with the uh, Cowboys over Washington. Although last year Washington beat them a couple of times, and and uh, I, I listen, I know we joked about it with the Dak, hold on timeout. You keep saying Dak wasn't there last year, and then the Minnesota Vikings game that win is way more impressive because you won with Cooper Rush. Valid point. That's a valid point. See, that's that's why they put you on Good Morning Football for a week. You know, you're, you're making no, valid points. <laughs> All right, so we're both Stop picking it. Dallas. Um, I'm going to skip ahead here. Let's go Bills Bucks. We talked a little bit about the Bills. Um, I feel like the Bucks are the team in the NFC that I'm worried the least about. They've figured it out before. They're going to figure it out again. There have been some ebbs and flows to their season. Uh, and let's not forget that. They were without Gronk for quite some time. AB is out, and he—you could make the argument that AB has been Tom Brady's favorite receiver this year when he's out there and he's healthy. And they're going to be getting them back. Before we go into the game pick, can I ask you this? Yeah. Bruce Arians said it was a one-strike deal with Antonio Brown. There's there's been multiple strikes there, and I've heard a number of people say that Antonio Brown has made Bruce Arians look stupid. Uh, do you feel like if you're Bruce Arians? you just weather the storm and try to win one more Super Bowl and then kick him to the curb? Or, or would you get rid of him right now? I mean, it's about winning. Does he help you win? Yeah, he does. Well, then guess what? I look, maybe look stupid all you want to. If you help me win, I don't look that stupid. Right? We bring <laughs> you in, we win a Super Bowl. We're going to keep you here because you're a mismatch. You have three number one wide receivers when he's out there, plus Leonard Fournette, a top five pick, plus Gronk 
arguably the best tight end in the game with the goat at quarterback. I don't care what, like, that's what they're playing for. Now, yes, Antonio Brown's continued to be Antonio Brown and done some things that you don't like, but his talent, this is the, this is the National Football League, Dan. This isn't about, you know, having friends and none of that. It's about winning ball games. Does he help you win? 100%. But then guess what? He's going to be there until he stops helping you win. There's a lot of guys that help you win. I mean, maybe they don't do it with integrity. Like, what was that wide receiver's name? Were you with Jacksonville when you guys had him? Blackman? Justin Blackman? Yeah, Justin Blackman. No question. Did he help, yeah, he, he he helped still, you win? That dude, when he went out there, he balled. But, Dan, the league, the league suspended him. Like he's been, he was suspended by the league. It oh, that was a league thing. That was uh, that yeah, was. Yeah, like you know what's funny? He's still on Jacksonville's roster. They still have his rights. That's how good he is. He hasn't played in like I don't know, ten three, years, four years. Yeah, yeah, maybe long. Yeah, seven years since I retired. He hasn't played. Guess what? He they still have his rights. That's how good he is. Because if he decides to come back, they want to have the chance to use him. That, didn't I you, mean, that's did, just a little. Didn't you tell me one time he was just off the chain good, wasn't he? Oh my goodness. He like made freakish. Champ Bailey tap out. No, he made Champ Bailey say Champ Bailey looked at Jack Del Rio when he was at the Denver Broncos and was like, I can't cover him. I'd get me out of get me off him. Oh, he did that to everybody. Jack Ravage, Norris Jenkins dominated him. I never saw a DB have a good game against him. Not one. God. He was he was like unbelievable. That's so, that, that bums me out. Um, all right, you're breaking up a little bit, so let's get through this. Do you, you got the Bucks? I'm assuming in this one. Yeah, I, I got the, the Bucks. Listen, the Bucks can run the ball. The Bucks play good defense. They're now their their kryptonite is their their secondary, but they're getting healthier and they're coming back. I still I just think that what the Bills saw last week, you're going to see a little bit more more of that, and they have a passing game. Now you have to cover. You don't even have Tre'Davious White out there. This is going to be too much for the Buffalo Bills to overcome. All right, I'm I'm going Bucks too, and I actually think the Bucks are going to go mid 30s. I'm picking them 34 24. Uh, Monday Night Football, your Ramley at the Cardinals. This is a good one. Monday Night Football has had a couple of monster matchups the last two weeks. Um, I'm going to hand it over to you, man. Nobody knows the Rams better in uh, the <laughs> NFC West. What do you think? Well, I, listen, you know me. Anytime the Rams are up, I'm going to pick them. That's just how it is. But I think that this 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 week is a little bit different than when it was when they played beforehand. They kind of went away from their game plan the first time. Normally when they play the Cardinals, they like to run the ball, play action pass. They keep Kyler in the pocket. They make him throw, beat you from the pocket. Um, Kyler's been scrambling a lot the last couple of weeks, like when he got before he got hurt against the Packers. And then obviously this past week, he's been moving around a little bit. I think the Rams are going to try to keep him in the pocket and run the ball. And, and if they can run the ball and do that, it's very similar to what they did to the Jags. Expect them to score a lot of points. Now, they've gotten Odell Beckham uh, Jr. involved. Cooper Cup's leading the league in receiving. Sonny Michelle is rushed for 100 yards. All these different things are happening. Um, and guess what? Defensively, they're playing better and better and better. And they've adjusted. They've identified some issues defensively that they've fixed. Uh, I expect the Rams to play, play well on Monday night. I expect them to play really well. Um, and we'll see how, how it goes from there. But the Cardinals, are, they're, they're a good team. It's just the Rams went against what, what they used to do to beat them. So I, I'm, I'm surprised they did that, but I, I want to see if they do it, if they go back to what they normally do. I'm going to go Arizona, part of, partially just because I want to be different than you and, and have a better record than you, uh, partially because I do believe it. Uh, they hung, what, 37 on the Rams last time they played. Uh, they found a way to, I'm not going to say neuter, but I will say neutralize 
um, Aaron Donald. Um, Kyler's just so darn dangerous when he's 100% healthy, and I think he's he's pretty close to being that again. So um, I'm going there, buddy. I, I I always root for the Rams as as you do because I'm I'm a big McVay uh, McVay fan. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I'm going cards. We're going to be a little different. I'll get all the totals for the games uh, next week. And I want you to have a tremendous ending to your week. Are you flying back on Friday? Saturday. Saturday. I'm going to hang out Friday, fly back Saturday morning. Awesome. Then I work game day finals Sunday. Then I go to Arizona Monday. I love it. It's nonstop, man. Well, I'll be, uh, I won't be right there with you, but I'll be with you there in spirit. I'm headed to Vegas for UFC this weekend. I have a St. John's call on Thursday night, flying out right after that for the, the weigh-in show on Friday. And then we're going to stay and uh, we're going to stay and watch some fights and then fly back, fly back Sunday morning early for the fantasy Ooh. zone for all of our fantasy uh, friends out there. So it's going to be a busy weekend for the helipod as well, my friend. Well, hey, listen, keep it going, man. Yeah, I keep it going. But I think right now I got you. I think I either tied it or I'm, I think, yeah, I think I, I we're tied for sure. I know we're tied and then I'm about to take the lead here and then we're just going to keep it going. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have, we'll have the numbers next week. Um, be safe, have fun, say hi to the crew on good morning football for me. And I will uh, catch up with you next week, buddy. All right, man. Take care. See you, bud.